Hello and welcome to season two of Perspective. Now today's episode is bittersweet as it is the last episode of season two. However, I get to sit down with Ava Noble, who is a senior at USC's Gloria Kaufman School of Dance. Now Ava is going to tell us what it's been like attending one of the best dance schools in the country. From how she got there to basic training to performances, we are going to cover all things dance at USC and Ava's professional dance career. With that being said, let's see what Ava's perspective really is. All right, Ava, welcome to Perspective. Thank you. Um, I'm so excited to have you on today. I grew up dancing, so this is a craft that's near and dear to my heart. Um, And I really have been wanting to get to know, I guess, like the more professional dance scene at USC. So thank you for sitting down with me today. Um, Okay, so first off, I just want to talk to you about your dance journey and kind of how that led you to USC. Um, So if you can begin by just telling us um, some background on yourself, how you got into dance and what your training has looked like. Yeah, of course. So my parents did the typical little girl who loves to move too much type of thing and put me in dance classes at three years old. And I stuck with it ever since I haven't quit and I've only grown to love it even more. I grew up doing ballet and jazz. And then as I got older, I got into more of ballet, hip hop, contemporary and modern focus. Throughout middle school, I did a lot of commercial dance. And for those of you who don't know, that's more, you know, striving to work in music videos, commercials, be a background dancer for an artist like Dua Lipa. So I would go to a lot of hip hop conventions, which is where I would train on the weekends there. And there was this performing arts high school in Dallas, Texas, where I'm from, Booker T. Washington High School for the Performing and Visual Arts. And it was my dream ever since probably sixth grade to get into this prestigious performing arts high school. So I auditioned for it during my eighth grade year um, because I wanted I wanted to focus more on dance and, and this school was kind of the perfect place for me to have a balance of academics as well as training. Um, so yeah, the, the last half of school days I would be training or the first half and vice versa. It was split with academics. And then once school was out, I would head to the dance studio. And yeah, um, in, in high school, I focused more on the, the ballet and the contemporary and the modern and more technical side of things. And I feel like I lacked a bit of that training growing up. So then by the time I was applying to colleges, I kind of had this like hip hop and more commercial base as well as concert dance, which is more the ballet and contemporary base. Mm-hmm. So when did you realize that like, I guess you said in eighth grade, you auditioned for this visual arts school. So like, was yeah. that the time that you realized that like, this was going to be a career for you and not just like that after school activity that everyone did? Yeah, I, I think I always kind of knew it was like this mm-hmm. weird burning passion in me where I, I wouldn't want to always go to the soccer games or the football games. I yeah. wanted to be in the studio training and like diving into this almost atypical career path that not many teachers or counselors at school know about. Um, so I kind of just dove into it head on. And I think especially in high school, that's when I knew. But I also thinking back, I don't think I would have been so driven to go to this high school if, mm-hmm. if I didn't already know from probably about fourth or fifth grade. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And what was it like? 
because I was a part of a studio and I feel like it was nice to have that like network and support system but you said you didn't have like a home studio as they like to call it so like (laughs) what was that like I feel like I've never I guess I've heard of people doing that but I've never like talked to someone about that so what was that experience yeah I was with a studio my entire life until after my freshman year of high school and then Mm -hmm. I kind of split away from that and I wasn't getting everything I felt I needed to be prepared for the rigorous college Mm -hmm. auditions so I never became like a strict competition kid throughout high school I kind of dropped that um once I got to 10th grade and after school I would go to like three different studios and just take a ballet class Mm -hmm. from this studio on this day and then take hip-hop later in the night from a different Mm -hmm. studio on that day and I feel like that also allowed me not to waste too much time rehearsing and perfecting pieces but to really focus in on technique and training catching up on what I felt I missed growing up yeah that's interesting and I feel I always say that dance like shaped me as a person like (laughs) actually like I would not be the same person if not for dance training so how do you think like your commitment to dance at such a young age like shaped who you are if at all yeah because maybe you feel differently but of course it gave me a lot of discipline in everything I do I feel like you'll hear of some athletes sometimes putting all their focus in on one thing and slacking on academics for an example but for me like it made me go head in into absolutely everything I did whether it's academically socially within outside commitments like now being in a college being in a sorority I'm like 110 Mm percent with everything I do it makes you a perfectionist but not in a way that's always detrimental um it gives you a lot of motivation to strive for the best yes. no matter what you're doing no seriously I feel like especially ballet because like yeah it's weird they always like say no one's perfect at ballet and that right. kind of you would think it would be discouraging but then it just like motivates you to like try to just like try your best because like you're like well that's all I can do and of then you course. have to you end up applying that to like other areas yeah. in life ballet's tough because you so know hard. going into every class like you're gonna mess so much up you're never gonna be able to be good enough and for me personally like the ballet world was not my path I don't have the turned out perfect extension and like the whole body image thing like that's just a whole another aspect of being in the ballet world but I I've always told my teachers I I love the training I love going Mm -hmm. in and like not being good enough at Mm -hmm. everything you want to do or else why would you come in the next day yeah exactly and with ballet specifically like I don't know like your teacher will say something and then you'll focus in on it and then like 12 other things you accidentally like let go whether it's like turnout or I don't even know there's so many things to remember in ballet I could I could never remember it all but um (laughs) so after throughout your like performing arts high school experience and stuff did they prep you for applying to colleges or like what was that experience like because I feel like a lot of people like you were saying like don't have the resources or like don't know how the application process is for dance schools because it is so different everywhere you go so yeah how did they help you with that yeah I was lucky they helped us a lot because I, whether you were a theater, like we basically had majors in high school as well, theater, art, music, or dance. And so because that's what everybody wanted to do, or at mm-hmm. least thought that they wanted to do at that age, they were really well equipped in helping us find that. We would have a college showcase our senior year, which mm-hmm. is where a bunch of colleges would come and we would do solos for them. We would do full ballet classes for them, jazz combinations, modern. And although especially the most prestigious schools wouldn't accept off the bat there, you had to go to their personal auditions. Yeah. I was lucky enough to 
to at least have some backups mm-hmm. from those types of opportunities. Um, but yeah, that it is definitely difficult being in being in high school and not having the typical college audition process mm-hmm. or I mean application process. Yeah. And can you kind of explain for people that don't know what yeah. applying to like a dance school is like? Of course. I'll give Kaufman for an example. So I did the common application like everybody does and then I had to just to submit two contrasting dance solos, one minute each. So I did a contemporary dance and I did a hip hop dance. On top of that, we had like a one minute uh, verbal response to a question they asked Mm -hmm. us just to hear, because Kaufman is super big on being a person outside of dance, not just, Mm. I think a lot of times with dance, we're never speaking, we're at the ballet bar, everybody's telling you to do things, but it's hard to develop your own voice as a dancer as well. And that is one thing that really attracted me to Kaufman. So after I filmed all of those things, you had additional written responses, and then that was to be able to get a live audition. Mm. So then we flew out to California, and it was about an eight-hour audition day. Ballet class, modern, improvisation, sorry, not modern, uh, improv and modern, uh, hip-hop class, and then an interview on your solo. So it was a lot. It's a lot. lot. And that's just one school. That's one school. And also, don't, like, other schools have different requirements, so sometimes it'll be, like, a 30-second solo, and then you have to refilm the entire thing. No, it's a lot. And I'm dealing with that with auditioning, like, for jobs outside of college. Now everybody's asking for different stuff, so then it's a lot of time. But for other schools, you know... Sometimes they would come to different cities. Dallas was lucky. Mm. Luckily, some of them. Sometimes you'd have to go to L.A. or New York for them. Um, yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, it, dang. It's expensive, too, like yeah. flying to different schools. and But it's all worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so do you remember when you got into USC? Because, like, I don't think people know, like, how good the dance program is here. Like, oh, I feel like... So stressful. <laughs> yeah, I bet. But, like, when I was in the dance world like I feel like that was everyone's like dream was like to go to USC Kaufman like that was like a whole thing so do you like it is like sometimes I think back and I'm like wow I'm actually here yeah like you know you always say your younger self would be so proud Mm -hmm. but I remember going into my high school dance classes and every day was like to work towards my USC audition I wanted it so bad but yeah the waiting process was gruesome because I had heard back from everywhere else except for USC. Of course. (laughs) Yeah. And it it was snowing in Dallas and there was this massive snowstorm. So the mail would just never come because Mm. the roads were too icy. But like later in the day when the ice wouldn't be so bad, I would get in my car and I would stalk the mailman. (laughs) I would literally (laughs) I would do the same. Everywhere he knew he knew exactly what I was waiting for. He knew my name. He knew Aww. that that was what I was waiting for, and so he would like let me know, you know, still nothing today. Aww. And then eventually the snow pushed everything back so much that it updated on the portal. Oh, before. you got it in the mail. Yeah, mm. but it was very exciting. I had my fam around me. It's one of those cute like TikToky videos. Oh yeah, where, where everybody starts crying. And oh it's my so gosh. Exciting and, it's yeah. like all your hard work like had to let up to that which is like so rewarding oh my gosh I can't even imagine (laughs) (laughs) um so when you started dancing at Coffin your freshman year like how was it different because I feel like everyone has their like I don't know like dance norms wherever they came from and then I feel like coming to college it would be like completely different so did you find that but I guess you moved around a lot in high school so I don't know 
Yeah, I'm going to be honest. It was really tough because yeah. everybody, like, excelled where they were and in their mm-hmm. small cities. The dance world is small. Very. And then all of a sudden everybody's in one place and it can be competitive. We would... The first day of school, we had William Forsyth, which if you're not a dancer, he's like the dance legend of the contemporary ballet world. And it's just such an honor to even have learned from him. But we had him our first day and, you know, we're like freaking out. We're auditioning for pieces with the seniors who are obviously incredible. And then, you know, casting comes out. A lot of the time we're disappointed and it definitely brings us closer together as Mm -hmm. a class. Um, And now... Four years later, looking back on that, it's silly to ever get disheartened about those things because everybody's kind of found their niche and found their... Yeah. Yeah, like coming into Kaufman, I knew I wanted to do musical theater eventually, but I didn't know like that was the path I would directly, you know, go for Mm -hmm. outside of college. So now, like, if I don't get cast in a contemporary ballet piece, I'm not super upset because I'm working towards other goals and things, but... Kaufman does a great job of, you know, giving you the four years to figure out where you're going to yeah. fit. I, that's awesome that they, like, teach to, like, the whole person, not just, like, the yeah. dancer and stuff. I didn't know, like, about that aspect of it. That's awesome. And musical theater is a little different. I definitely had to kind of navigate my mm-hmm. way um, figuring out how to do that because, you know, sometimes it's like, man, should I have gone to school for musical theater? But... No, I'm, I'm so yeah. glad I've honed in on dance and really figured that out. And now I'm working on the vocal and acting mm-hmm. training. So really quick before we dive into like your specific area of expertise in dance, can you explain like how the dance major works? Like I know yeah. like I'm a comm major and like we have like set classes we have to take and then electives and like whatever. So can you explain how that works? Yeah. So we have to take all of our same general admin classes, you know, mm. the writing classes and science GEs and all of that. But every morning we start with about two and a half hours of technique together every single day. So freshman and sophomore year, I had 9 a.m. ballet every single morning. And then after Monday ballet, through Friday, Monday through Friday. Damn. Yeah, it was that's a lot. It's a lot. Like, right there, that's already, like, I don't even know how many units, yeah, but it's no, enough. <laughs> no, get this. So I'd have, I would have 9 a.m. ballet every single day. After ballet, it would rotate between hip-hop or contemporary. And then on Fridays, we would have point partnering after ballet. So that's just our technique block. And yeah. then later in the day, we would have rep Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So Monday was 2 to 4.50. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 2 to 4.50 rehearsals. And then Friday nights was 5 to 8.30 p.m. And Saturdays, like 10 to 12.30. So my Wait, you had class on Saturday? Yeah, we have class on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, not enough people know about the dance life. Seriously, that's insane. So those big, like, long Friday nights and Saturday days and Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 2 to 4.50, that's a class called rep and performance, and that's when choreographers would come in and set works on us. So you're in rehearsals, it's long, you're auditioning for pieces, you're running back and forth room to room for different rehearsals depending on which choreographers are in town. Usually that's called, like, an artist in residence. Say mm-hmm. they'll, they'll be there with us for four weeks and they'll set a work and then they'll leave and it's our job to maintain the integrity of the choreography. So that's a big bulk of the Kaufman curriculum, and that's something that's very unique to Kaufman and not everybody does. Yeah. And that's a big pulling factor because you're getting real work experience in the industry with people that, you know, when you're going to audition, a lot of those people we're working with are now the people that you're auditioning for. Mm-hmm. 
And then in between those classes, we would have, you know, our, our dance, it's called a conditioning for dancers. And you might think that's a, a real conditioning class, but that's an academic class learning about the body. Oh, interesting. The muscles, how to keep your body healthy. Um, but we would have those classes. We would have, you know, dance and choreography for the screen, uh, you know, certain other like dance history, African-American dance, international and historical perspective on dance. These are the types of classes that would fill in in between those two big core classes, along with your GEs, you know, and now I'm squeezing in things like voice lessons mm-hmm. and physical therapy and life outside of dance. Yes, yeah, seriously. It, it, it all piles up very quickly. And then for Coffin, how many shows are there a year? Or semester. So if you're in rep, there's there's one big show in the fall and one in the spring. And then we have like a works in progress show, which is a more informal showing of, mm-hmm. of these things we've been working on before they're ready for the big show. Mm. And in addition to that, there's uh, composition classes where we create our own stuff and there's shows for those throughout the year too. They keep the dance majors busy. If that's what you take away from this, let it be that. (laughs) They really do. Kind of random, but how have you dealt with, like, injury at USC or even in, like, your high school career? Um, Because I know, like, your body is your instrument in Mm -hmm. dance and musical theater. So when something, you know, goes wrong, it can be hard just because you have to stop doing the things you love. Yeah, it can be really tough. Uh, My freshman year, second semester right before COVID hit, or, sorry, my freshman year, first semester, I tore a ligament in my ankle mm. from, like, you know, something stupid. And it's just like, oh, it's such a bummer. You have to sit on the side. And I think, honestly, the hardest part for me was scheduling doctor's appointments around my crazy schedule, which can be one of the most frustrating things. But... During that time, I feel like it's when I really did hone in on musical theater and on Mm. voice stuff. So, like, now looking back on it, I also have, like, a torn shoulder labrum right now. But looking back on it, there, there are positives to it usually, but you do just have to find time to rest. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's what I've realized. You can go, go, go all you want, but something will end up happening if you don't rest. Yeah. Very true. For me, like PT is super important, chiropractor, sauna, all the things. Yeah, you gotta take care of your body. <laughs> yeah, like seriously. How do you get graded in dance classes? <laughs> yeah. Because like, if you just explain that in your, when you had an injury, you have to like obviously sit out. You can't dance through that. So like, yeah. how do they go about grading you? A lot of times they'll have you take notes if if you're injured mm, yeah. or like choreograph something oh my gosh when I my ankle was just such an annoying injury it yeah. never would go away until probably this year and it's been three years but I would like choreograph things in a chair with my little brace on Aww. while everybody else is choreographing you gotta stay busy it's, it's hard to keep your spirit up but as far as grading um it's about professionalism it's about attendance effort you can't really grade dance yeah that's what I was like and I and I honestly think that's what Kaufman and other universities universities have struggled with we have assessments every once in a while Mm -hmm. and that's really all you can do like if you're generally trying and staying present and being there which can be really difficult as the semester goes on you just got to push through and yeah for the best (laughs) Okay, so 
now moving into more like things Ava Noble, less Kaufman. <laughs> um, so how do you think Kaufman like prepared you specifically for the w- dance world outside of like school? For me, it's the it's the rigorous training because now, if you don't know, I'm I'm hoping to do the whole Broadway scene and do musical theater in New York. Um, looking for an apartment in New York <laughs> right now. If anyone has any suggestions, let me know. Um, for me, it's really just the training because my last many semesters at Kaufman probably the last four semesters, I haven't been in that big rep and performance blog. I've chosen to participate in the All School Musical because that is, you know, what I want to do. And Kaufman uh, allowed me to switch those credits out. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So uh, our soft- this is kind of backtracking no, a bit, good. but our sophomore year, you declare a concentration, whether it's dan- per- dance performance, choreography, dance and music, or design your own. So I did a design your own hmm. concentration, which is dance performance and musical theater. Nice. That being said, I've done musicals the past few me- few semesters instead of the rep and choreography situation. And um, them just allowing me to do that has has brought me in a lot more experience to be able to move me forward in the audition world because Mm -hmm. then I've gotten some experience, you know, auditioning for musicals and stuff. Um, And then Kaufman specifically, just having that basis of ballet in the mornings and hip hop and Broadway is all about being able to do it all. If you you only specialize in ballet or jazz, you're just not gonna work as much. So now my goal is how can I become as best as I can at absolutely every style, anything that could be asked for me. Mm -hmm. I was in like four hours of tap classes a week this past semester. Oh my gosh. Because I haven't done tap since I was in, what, like eighth grade. I always forget about tap. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's so difficult. I was like- so hard. So lost the first day of classes. So I I enrolled in two tap classes. Oh my gosh. Some accelerated learning (laughs) with my last few semesters here. Well, low-key, I feel like musical theater does a lot of tap. They do. It, like, randomly shows up it in does so many shows. It does show up, and then you're like, damn, I yeah. wish I could do it, so I'm trying. <laughs> okay, just so people can, like, orient themselves, what is your ultimate goal for your career, and what steps are you taking now to, like, lead up to that, if that makes sense, post-grad as well? Yeah. So I def- my next goal is, is to really get immersed in the musical theater world in New York. I have goals of being on Broadway. I have goals of being in an original production on Broadway. So that's when, you know, it's the first cast ever, Mm. ever to originate a show on Broadway. I have goals of doing, you know, a tour. So many Broadway shows are coming around. Moulin Rouge was just here right next to USC. Um, and I have goals of, you know, getting involved in musicals on screen, like movies mm. like West Side Story yeah. and The Heights, Ariana DeBose, who's just absolutely killing it right now. I, I think I'll, I'll work my way up from the ensemble, but I do love to act and sing and would love to eventually work your way up to, you know, more mm-hmm. bigger roles that really allow you to show exactly who you are. So right now... <laughs> It's a grind. Yeah. It, it really is. I don't think people realize how competitive the Broadway world is because there's so few shows on Broadway at a time and there are thousands of schools training people to do this career path. Um, so right now I, I take voice lessons twice a week, 
usually during my lunch breaks mm-hmm. at school. I am self-taping a bit each week, which means now since, you know, this whole post-COVID world, instead of going to open calls where they let everybody come and audition from all around, it's usually sending in a tape. So I get my little tripod out and you <laughs> sing in front of a plain background or you rent studio space and you and you learn a combination off a video that they post. You film it and you send it in and 99.9% of the time you don't hear back but like last year I got a call back for Hamilton in New York and it's like those little moments that that yeah. make it all worth it mm-hmm. like Hamilton and Moulin Rouge those types of shows are some of my dream shows and even just getting like one ounce closer into mm-hmm. the room makes it all worth it yeah do you prefer the like self tapes over in-person auditions I feel like for some people they would benefit yeah like it's from- such a push and pull yeah for me, I prefer in person because I yeah. think there's such like you you learn so much more about a person, mm-hmm. feeling out their vibe throughout the whole room, seeing their mannerisms, how they walk into the room. Yeah, and there's a lot of big personalities on Broadway, and if I can have that choreographer like realize I'm also a kind and normal person to work mm-hmm. with, that would. Nobody wants to work with somebody that you're not usually friends with outside of the rehearsal space as yeah. well. So for me, I feel like I get to show a bit more of who I am and getting to ask them questions. And you do have to... What I've realized now is you're also like auditioning them and you're auditioning the people you're working with. That's why... And, you know, I let myself, like, cry for a day. And then you're like, okay, if they don't want to work with me, let's give it some more time, develop myself more, and until we both want to work with each other. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the perspective you have to flip a bit. Yeah. Like, I'm, I, you have to market yourself. Like, basically, you are a product. You have these talents. <laughs> this is what you can offer. And if they don't want that, that's totally fine. It's mm-hmm. not meant to be. And there's going to be a lot of no's. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. Especially when, like, you hear, like, no more than yes. I feel like it can be so discouraging. I mean, I don't, I didn't do any fancy auditions, but, like, <laughs> even, like, at conventions. Like, right. remember, like, those, Everybody like, crew auditions or whatever? Yeah. yeah, I'd be so mad if I didn't get it. But then no, I was like, wait, so it's good not that deep. It's not that deep, but um, it's a tough industry. Yeah, for sure. But it's so rewarding. I mean, my favorite thing in the world is being on stage and performing for people and, trying to move people through dance and art and it sounds so cheesy but that is the rewarding part is Mm -hmm. actually getting to be on stage and do what you love yeah as a job and you mentioned earlier you take you're taking singing lessons have you always been into singing and acting as well like even in high school or is that kind of like something you've explored more at USC yeah, I, I've always been into it, but just didn't have the technical training. It's kind of like mm. as if you start if you started ballet at 18 years old and you want to go on Broadway by 20 years old. Like, it's such a muscle that takes time, so much time. And I don't think I realized how complex the voice is and how difficult it is to actually master it, which will never, ever happen. Yeah. But, you know, you can get as close as you can to being confident in it. Um, so I did I did the musicals at Booker T, my high school. I was in In the Heights in a chorus line, and um, I just loved it. But, yeah, <laughs> now it's just working towards being better at it. There's, like, a specific position on Broadway that I'm super passionate about, which is being a dance captain, and that's the person responsible for maintaining the choreography in the show, Mm. teaching understudies the entire show, um, 
making sure it all stays together. And I was a dance captain first my sophomore year of high school. Mm. And so that was also something that drove me to be more drawn towards it. Yeah. Is the dance captain for Broadway, are they actually in the show or do they do more behind the scenes? Yeah, or is it both? They're, they're, I think it can be both, but they're, they're usually in the show. Mm. There's also swings who are basically understudies for like eight different roles or that'd be so stressful it's a lot it's actually so difficult it's pretty amazing but like during covid they were the only people keeping the show alive yeah seriously people are out all the time and they're stepping in and it's pretty inspiring yeah and what shows i guess this is kind of backtracking but what like specific musical theater stuff have you done at usc because i know you've been busy with that (laughs) yeah to back up even more of how I got to doing musical theater at USC, I like at 15 years old, I associate choreographed my first professional production, which was in New York. And that was a production of In the Heights. And then from there, I got to work on Newsies. And then that kind of inspired me to dive into the behind the scenes part of it at USC as well. So I was the associate choreographer there. And then I was cast in a chorus line at USC, and I did that. And then most recently I was in Carrie, which was, like I was just saying, the swing. That was my first time swinging, so I Mm. was a role in the show as well as covering all the female ensemble tracks. So you have to be ready to go on. I was in the show, but like if somebody else goes out, then my track gets cut, and then you go in for somebody else's track. It's a lot. It's a lot in the brain. Yo, whoa. As well as being the dance captain, you have to have every formation in the show notated in a binder in case people go out. Oh, wow. So it is it's a lot of responsibility. That <laughs> you know that show backwards and forwards. Yeah, for sure. So this is random, but like, do you have an agent? Or yes. like, how does that work? Yeah. Like, what work have you done so far? I know you've like been on The Voice and things like that, so... Yeah. Like, how does that work? So, I've been lucky enough to have an agent for a while. Um, it's called Block. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's in L.A. and in New York mm-hmm. office specifically for dancers. And, like, in, I think, sixth grade, I did, like, a Hasbro My Little Pony commercial. <laughs> you know, like, your agent or the people that send you these auditions that normally you, it's more difficult to access without one. So, like, for an example, in sixth grade, I was, you know, sent to go audition for a My Little Pony commercial. <laughs> and it's a little girl's dream to do something yeah. like that. So much fun. And then from then on, one of my greatest mentors and good friends, uh, her name's Hi-Hat Nadine Ruffin, and she choreographs for The Voice a lot, and her husband, Chris Ruffin, manages me. So that's how I've been able to work for The Voice a lot uh, with the new upcoming season. There's a lot of artists performing, and they'll need backup dancers to spice up the show, and that's when an agent will you know, recommend them to hire you for things like that. So I've, I've gotten to work on The Voice a lot. I was in, like, Maren Morris's music video for The Middle for, like, a Target commercial that premiered on the Grammys, and then I did a Marshalls commercial working with Kenny Ortega, which was absolutely amazing. Um, And then, yeah, for me, it's, like, a fun fun thing to do when I can fit it into school is doing cool opportunities like that that are kind of one and done Mm -hmm. unlike theater is a bit of a larger process yeah definitely yeah for commercial work like that you get booked like they they send you the audition the day before the audition you can either be there or not you go audition you'll hear back soon and then it's probably like a two-day rehearsal process before the show it's very quick but yeah an agent that's that's kind of my next step too in moving to New York is figuring out what's the best fit for me as well as a, 
a New York agent that specializes more in musical mm-hmm. theater. Because it has been difficult being in California and wanting to yeah. audition for shows in New York when, you know, you can always just fly across the country for an mm-hmm. audition happening. Um, unless it's a big show like Hamilton. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. And I know you said you're looking for an apartment in New York, so is that where you plan to go after you graduate and just work on Broadway? Yes. That's that, so that's exciting. I'll go and start auditioning. It's definitely a grind. You know, you take classes during the day and meet people, even meet as many friends as possible mm-hmm. and then go to auditions when they pop up. And I'd love to get involved in, you know, smaller projects when yeah. when choreographers just need to workshop something before going on the actual job. Mm. Okay, so can you run me through, like, now as a senior in Kaufman wanting to pursue musical theater, like, what a typical day looks like for you? Yeah, my days are crazy. I will start with ballet or tap every day at 1030, and then I'll have either hip-hop or contemporary until 120. On senior, I mean, on sorry, on Fridays, we'll have this thing called senior lab instead of our second technique class, and we'll make our reels, make our resumes, and work on actually, you know, doing the thing and trying mm-hmm. to get a job. Um, I'll also have my musical theater minor classes, which might be, I have a class called musical theater audition, musical theater workshop, and that's when... Well, as, as somebody who wants to do musical theater, you have to have this big binder of any type of song that you would need to sing for an audition ready and at the go. So that's when I work on that. And then I will have, well, when I was in the musical, those rehearsals are 6 to 10 every single night, Monday through Friday. And then I'll have my voice lessons Monday and Wednesday during lunch. And then after that, I'll have a GE. So it's basically technique, voice lesson, GE. 40-minute break, rehearsal, 6 to 10, then homework, eat, shower. And then usually before 10, 30 a.m., I'll, I'll have a workout or, like, physical therapy. So they're long days. Yes. <laughs> and that's, like, excluding life. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, and that's only school. Yeah, it is crazy. Like, my... You know, I I can't go out on a Thursday night and expect to do well in my class the next morning. Like, I've definitely had to pick and choose what's what my values are and what's most important to me. And I think that's come especially junior and senior year. Yeah, definitely. And I will say, like, you put like you're all into everything as you were explaining earlier like that's how dance has shaped you and like that's so apparent the fact that you are like so dedicated to Kaufman the musical theater thing friends social like it actually is quite amazing like everything (laughs) that you do so So, no actually no it's not easy but my my moral is like you know you always get it done yeah so why not just do it yeah I've had to say like no to more things more side projects if somebody asks you to choreograph small things usually have to pick and choose what yeah. I logistically have time for yeah. but there's only so much time but I, I, I don't like to say no <laughs> exactly okay and lastly Ava ultimately like what is the hardest part about pursuing dance and musical theater as a profession and what is the most rewarding yeah tough question I think the hardest part is that you really can never stop like Every single morning I wake up and I I check the casting websites (laughs) and see if there's anything I can submit to because, like, if you don't put in the work, somebody else will. So you you have to really keep fighting, keep pushing along. Broadway is so hard and there are so, so many people trying to do the same thing that you are and so many people that are frankly just better at you, better than at you. So 
it's it's the constant grind it's exhausting it's hard to balance life and keeping up your health at the same time yeah being a college student and the nature of wanting to do absolutely everything in college when you're when your college experience looks a little different the most but the most rewarding thing is for me being on stage getting to meet the people like the I've found that the musical theater community is so supportive and a, a bit more comforting for me than the classical or the commercial world people people want to work with people and not just bodies who can do certain things on stage so that's what's been amazing for me being on stage with your friends and laughing and messing mm-hmm. up and that's just the beauty of it giving people a show and mm-hmm. hoping that they like it and if they don't I don't know like Broadway's dying since since COVID people aren't going to the theaters as much and if we can keep people on the stage I think that's the goal mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you are new to perspective we like to do a speed round of questions here so you can get to know our guests on the podcast on a more personal level and because perspective is an extension of spec magazine a fashion lifestyle culture and wellness publication we like to frame the questions regarding these topics so ava just answer with whatever comes to mind (laughs) super easy okay so outside of dance what are your other interests i love my air fryer (laughs) i love my air fryer i cook everything in it i love cooking i'm such foodie i love like food experiences (laughs) um favorite brand of ballet shoe sedanka i don't know if i'm saying that right that sounds right all these years but yeah do you remember what were the shoes called that people would wear at competitions for musical theater solos do you know what i'm talking about Thank you. You know, Laducas, if those count as ballet shoes, that's the number one. <laughs> do people still wear those? Oh, like, yeah. Like, do you wear those? For- yeah. <gasps> Everything musical theater, you wear Laducas usually. I remember I wanted those, like, higher, like, the musical boots. theater boots yeah. so bad oh, when yeah. I was a dancer. They are the best. <laughs> um, Favorite performance you've ever done? Or, like, one that you've just been most proud of? Oof, that's tough. Um, I think I was most proud of A Chorus Line. It was the first time I had a role where I was actually speaking. Mm-hmm. And my character's whole, like, persona was that she can't sing. But I'm, like, singing about how I can't sing. And it's the first comedic role I've done and the first bigger role I've done. Mm-hmm. And it was so much fun. Um, do you have any pre-show rituals? I love a little plank. I love love to just get my body warm, get it calm, take deep breaths, and yeah, I don't don't like to talk too much before shows. I like to get in the zone. Yeah, I know what you mean. (laughs) Um, Do you have any funny stories from performing? Like, I feel like when I was a dancer, there were so many things that went wrong. For sure. That you can laugh about now. Maybe not in the moment, but... Yeah, no, not in the moment. I will never... I will never forget that I forgot my senior solo on stage. So during high school, when we do the big college showcases and all the college recruiters are in the audience, I have never forgotten a solo on stage Mm -hmm. before. And of course, this is the first time. Of course. And it's because I knew the USC person was in the audience, I swear. Um, I improv and I covered it up and literally nobody could tell. But of course, you knew. Yeah. Of course, I was very upset. Yeah. I feel like on stage like the moment you like get out of it 
like Ugh. that's whenever I would like mess up. Like if I right. like thought about like Who's the judges the audience, or something, yeah. like that's when it would go to shit for lack of, of a better word. You gotta stay in the zone. Mm-hmm. Um, favorite dinner spot in LA? Oh, can it be in Orange County? Yeah, of course. Okay, well, 242. California. <laughs> yeah. 242 Sushi Fusion in Laguna Beach is, in my opinion, the best sushi in the entire world. Really? It is cool. a little dive spot. We've been going there since I was like 10 years old. It is fabulous. If you're ever going, and the, the menu is very typical, there's no soy sauce, blah, blah, blah. But if you're ever going, text me and I'll, I'll tell you what to Ooh, order. That sounds so good. <laughs> um, Go to dance song at a party. <laughs> I have no idea. I know, it's kind of hard. I feel like, okay, maybe you had this experience like I feel like if people know you're a dancer like whenever you're at like a party or something they're like they're like dance for us I'm like that's so weird no, like I'm not just gonna whip out like second turns like no like that's, that's not the, how it that's works the thing is like I don't know and honestly I think why I don't know right now is because it's so embarrassing I literally only listen to like show tunes and Broadway music <laughs> those I, are some good ones though no, so good I love it I listen to a lot of Jack Johnson John Legend John Mayer all the Johns, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Tate McRae. You know, I listen to, like, Chill Vibes, Love, Adele, but I don't really listen to any, like, party music yeah. other, other than some Broadway, too. I think <laughs> those are party music. What's your, like, favorite dance outfit? Like, what do you? what is your go-to outfit for, like, class? Definitely my black Laduca boots, and then you wear the black mm-hmm. leggings so that it doesn't cut off your leg line. And then I'll wear, you know... Um, a little Lululemon crop top or something. Nothing too crazy. Yeah. In New York, everyone wears, like, black and gray and stuff. But when it's an audition, I'll, I'll whip out some brighter colors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be have a way to, like, remember you. Like, the yes. girl in the pink or something exactly. like that. I love doing my hair different crazy ways for Oh, auditions. yeah. Smart. Yeah. <laughs> um, besides dance, I know you said you always do, like, workout classes. How are you staying active? I love Pilates and I love a yoga and yoga sculpt class. I'll like switch off between doing a yoga sculpt, more strength training, and then doing like a C2 one that's more restorative. But mm-hmm. I do find that when I stop cross training, uh, which is really difficult when you're injured, which that has definitely happened in the past. But when you stop cross training, you do notice like a decline in your technique. So I, I try to keep it up. Mm-hmm. And where do you do Pilates? Uh, Legree is where I do yeah. it here, yeah. So I'm sure you have a busy schedule, or obviously have a busy schedule, as you explain, but how do you stay calm and collected through it all? Like, do you journal? I don't even know if you have time for that, but, like, do you meditate? Is it just taking those deep breaths before performing or classes, or what do you do? Yeah, I think for me it's it's spending time with people, too, because I yeah. feel like it, it can be isolating in the sense that you're always with dance people and for me in college finding people outside of that has been really important um it's listening to a lot of music going on walks and I I do a lot of like manifesting like if I want to be in a certain Broadway show if I have the audition coming up like I will listen to all their music and just you know soak it in yeah exactly (laughs) hope for the best All right, well, that brings us to the end of not only full-length episode number six with Ava, but also Perspective Season 2 as a whole. Now, with that being said, make sure to check out other full-length and mini-episodes from the season in case you missed out on any Perspective content. 
For even more spec-related content, follow SpecMagUSC on Instagram to see updates as well as the ninth edition of the magazine, which just came out and this organization has worked so hard to put together. And now Ava, thank you for helping me close out this season. It was such a pleasure to learn more about the dance scene here at USC, what goes on behind the scenes at Coffin, and what it really takes to be a professional in dance and musical theater. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. All right. Well, I'm your host, Chloe Kopsky. Thank you for listening to season two. Be back next season with even more perspectives worth sharing.